0: What are all your expenses? What's all your income? Take the net of that, and that is your monthly positive, negative cash flow. That will tell you how much more you have to work in order to get your active income to pay all of your expenses. You either need to cut your expenses or you need to increase your current active income. If you're a residential real estate agent earning $200,000 a year and you want to grow your passive income, this show's for you. Learn the secrets other agents use and hear from experts in our field in order to guide you along your journey. To investing in assets like apartment communities, so that you can turn your commissions into cash flow. I'm Randall Mcleard. Let's go, baby! All right, all right. Welcome back. Great to have you on another week of agents building cash flow. I'm your host, Randall Mcleard. Let's jump in today. I'm going to talk again about risk profile, setting goals, understanding where you are in your investment cycle, so that you can take action. It's coming up because I just had another interview with a gentleman today. He's in the real estate business and he's been doing it for a long time, but does not invest. And so I constantly come back and have these conversations. And I go from that conversation to having another one with real estate developer who is in the game, using his own capital, doing a lot of awesome developments. And so just seeing the dichotomy between the two, I always come back to, all right, how do you get going? How do you get started into this thing of investing and what will get you over the hump? And so I constantly come back to this. You need to know your goals even before that, it comes down to me feeling so strongly about you investing your money in order to have capital and have money working for you. And that's just, I feel so strongly about that. That is the reason I started this podcast. And I feel that everybody should be investing and learning how to invest and understanding money and understanding what your dollars are doing if you are not choosing where they should go. And so if you choose not to invest them anywhere, they're just sitting in an account, you're spending it on frivolous things that you don't need or just make you feel good for a minute. I guess everybody has their own reasons. Got to live life, got to have a good time. However, again, I feel so strongly about having you invest your dollars in something that is going to give you a return over time that I want to go back to the very beginning again and just start talking about the basics. So real fast, we're going to touch on that today so that you can get a high level of what I think you should be doing we are launching a course and I've talked about this multiple times in the past. Go to commission2cashflow.com. That's www.commission because you're taking your commissions and you're going to turn them into cash flow. So commission, the number two, cashflow.com. And you can sign up to get our course. The initial course is going to be free. It's a single family, how to invest and a bunch of different strategies on how to invest. We're talking right now with multifamily operations educational group about promoting their course as well so that you can get in and learn about the multifamily investing side of it as well. So it'll be another link on there. So this is a way to get you started, get you educated so that you're becoming more familiar with the different types of investments that you can take. Saying all of that, I want to start with just the basics of what you need to do, the groundwork you need to do before you even take the next step. You really need to go and you need to sit down and figure out what your goals are. And I understand it may be daunting to sit down and figure out what your investment goals are if you have never even thought about investing. So, first and foremost, if you have a thought of growing your cash flow so that you can become work optional, that's the whole purpose of the show, right? So, that should be a goal, right? I would hope that we're all sharing similar goal, you want to have enough money coming in from your investments that you don't have to work. You don't have to go show another house. You don't have to go drive uh, buyers around for two days straight or a month before they make a decision on buying a house. You have the ability to say, I don't want to do that. I'm going to take a vacation. I'm going to live in the Maldives for two months and it's all going to be paid for. And then my money's going to keep coming in, right? That's the whole idea. So assuming that we're all kind of in the same boat with that lifestyle choice, let's move forward and say what are your goals what are some investments that you would be interested in in making based on where you are i guess in your life so again sit down and you set your goals if you're looking for cash flow and you need cash flow more than you need appreciation that's one certain type of investment so and i went over this a long time ago if you can sit down come up with your current cash flow situation i have a link to a very easy cash flow calculation just what are all your expenses what's all your income Take the net of that, and that is your monthly positive negative cash flow, right? Depending on what that is, that will tell you how much more you have to work in order to get your active income to pay all of your expenses. Because if you're not making enough to cover the lifestyle, you either need to cut your expenses or you need to increase your current active income, right? So that's step one, just figuring out your cash situation. Step two, figure out your balance sheet. You need to know how much capital or investable capital that you have available to put to work. Right? If you go, and this is a personal financial statement, you can go through and categorize all of your current assets, all your current liabilities. That'll give you your net worth and it'll tell you not just with your net worth isn't exactly your investable capital. Investable capital would be considered items that are relatively liquid. Either investments, cash in the bank, CDs that you could liquidate, money market accounts, that sort of stuff is investable capital that you don't need for living expenses or an emergency fund, right? So you need to figure out how much you have there that's ready to go. And that, along with your goals, will inform your potential investment options. Okay. I'm gonna dive into some of these things in just a minute. Also need to figure out your risk tolerance because there's another factor in your investing journey that will tell you what's your really comfortable investing in. If you have a very low tolerance for risk, then there are certain investments that you need to steer clear from. Development may be one of them. The risk goes up, returns may be a little bit higher, shorter return on your money, but the risk is a little bit higher. Remodeling properties, higher risk because you have the risk of contractors walking, the risk of the time that it takes you to rehab it, the market may change. So Certain investment opportunities are going to eliminate themselves once you go through the first couple steps. And so, again, if you have very low tolerance for risk and maybe you're at the tail end of your life, but later in your investable life cycle, then you may be looking for something that is very low risk. You don't want to chance anything losing your principal balance of investable dollars that's going to put you in a certain bracket of what you can invest in and the types of things you should be going after and the asset classes that you should be looking at. For our purposes and for my purposes of this show, I'm talking about alternative assets, alternative investments, mostly in the real estate space, mostly in the multifamily space. We do some other things in the single family space. I have a history of rehabbing houses, owner financing houses, subject to wrapping loans, wholesaling, buying land, developing land, all kinds of different things, right? And I'm happy to dive into each one of those strategies in the course. Again, go to Commission to Cashflow. You'll see that we're going to talk about all of those types of investments. We're proud to be sponsored by Ridgeline Investment Group. Ridgeline has a track record of transacting more than 53 million in assets throughout Texas. Ridgeline's currently looking to acquire 100 to 200 unit Class B multifamily communities between 5 and 20 million in San Antonio, Temple, Waco, Tyler, and other Texas secondary markets. To learn more about Ridgeline Investment Group, visit www.ridgelineig.com. And so that's goal setting, understanding your risk tolerance, assessing your capital situation. Those are the three things. And then figuring out which investment options are going to suit you best those are really the steps to getting involved. Because once you go through boom, 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 and then you identify the type of investment that you are most comfortable with, have the capital for and the ability to execute on, it has eliminated a massive indecision point that would keep you from getting into the first investment. Okay, So I'm going to go through and let me talk about, I guess, a few different profiles and the types of investments that I think would be most beneficial for that type of profile. So, let's say that you are looking for equity growth and the ability to reduce your active income tax bill, right? And you don't really need any more. You're not looking for passive income right now. You're a high income earner and so you're doing really well. You want to put your money to work but not have you want to reduce your taxes first and foremost and you don't really want any more extra income even if it's passive. So, you look at that, and you say I'm really busy. I have a high tolerance for risk or medium tolerance for risk. I don't really need to be hands-on on on an investment because I'm so busy with my active income. I really need it to be passive. Okay. So those are some things that you come up with. And because you're a high income earner, you've been sticking money away. You have a decent amount of capital to invest. Maybe you have a million dollars, maybe 1.5, whatever it is, you have a decent chunk that you're ready to put to work. One great investment would be putting that money to work with multifamily operator, Here's an exact example. There's a deal that we just looked at and we structured it into a certain It's called a tick. I don't want to get in the weeds. We structured it in a way to where a single investor could come in and put their money into the deal. They would be able to 1031 their money out of the deal whenever we go to, to sell it. And the way we structured that investment was we were not going to raise raise the equity needed to remodel all the units on that property at the get-go. We would take all the cash flows that were coming from the rentals. And instead of distributing those funds to the investor and investors or multiple investors in this deal, instead of distributing any of the cash flow, we were going to use the cash flow from the property to remodel the property. So what that did, it eliminated the passive income would have otherwise come to all the investors in the deal so that there would be no more tax liability associated with that passive income we did a cost segregation on that so that there would be a tax write-off for that high-income earner. And we took all the income that was coming from that property and reinvested it into the property. So we're building the equity of that property because once we have improved those units, one, the value of the property goes up simply because it's a better positioned property. Because we've grown the net operating income of that property, and for a detailed report on that, check out one of my previous episodes where I talk about what net operating income is but it's a net cash that comes from the property. Once we increase the NOI, the value of the property grows exponentially, right? So that's a perfect example of an investment that checks all the boxes for that specific investor based on their risk profile, based on their amount of capital they have that they're able to put to work. And based on the goals that they had, again, they didn't want any more additional income. They just wanted to be able to put their money into something that was going to grow over time, given the tax benefits. So that's a great example. So you have a high tolerance for risk. Your personal goals are that you want to grow your not. You want to grow the capital that you have, the amount of investable dollars that you have as fast as you can, but you don't have much today. And your tolerance is high. So the options that you have could be wholesaling property, residential property. You could wholesale multifamily. You could wholesale commercial because it requires very little capital. It's more time intensive. And so, if you have the time and you have, and you're hungry and you're ready to go run around, make a bunch of phone calls, look at a ton of properties, do all the things that you need to do in order to be a wholesaler, then you could do those. It's a very risk free sort of endeavor because you're tying up properties with very little money out of pocket. And so, you could grow your contractor property for a hundred thousand, you wholesale it for 110, you take that $10,000 in your pocket. And it didn't cost you more than maybe $10 for an option fee to lock that property up. That's a very simple example of a wholesale deal in the single family space. On the multifamily front, it's completely different. If you're talking direct to seller, you lock up a $5 million deal and you end up making a 3% buyer's fee charge just for finding that deal and selling it to a multifamily person. I mean, there's a big chunk of money there. Again, you may have put some risk capital up just to lock that deal up. 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, depending on your conversation with the seller. But again, it's a very low risk. If you have a little bit of capital, same person could go and rehab houses, right? So I always liken rehabbing and remodeling houses compared to the service side of the business, of the brokerage side of the business, where you're going in and you're working with a buyer, you're working with a seller. I always liken the rehab business to a product business where I actually go and I'm selling a product rather than service-based and product-based business. So I always liked that side of it more because I could control more. Presumably in my mind, I could control more of what that product is going to look like. I'm not having to drive around, try to show properties. I'm just working on that one product. I can make it really great. And then I could sell that product. Right? Again, if you have a little bit of capital, you have a high tolerance for risk, and you have the ability and the desire to do hands-on work, you could start rehabbing properties. Same goes for multifamily, for value add properties you're buying those, you're going to add value. It takes a lot of work, hands-on if you're the actual operator in those deals. And it also takes some capital or some knowledge on how to find the capital and get that. And so that's one thing I alluded to earlier about the apartment group that has an educational course. They can teach you how to do all the things that we're doing. So again, the whole purpose of this show is to encourage you to take the time to sit down, assess your goals, You know where you are financially now, Determine your risk tolerance and then figure out the types of strategies that you can use to go and start investing so that your dollars are working for you, so that you can become work optional. Because I feel like it's so important that everyone is doing this, no matter what industry you're in or what you actually invest in, to start investing for the long term, for your retirement, for your kids, whatever it is, whatever your goals are, start doing it so that you're not putting it off anymore. Right. So Hope you're getting value out of the show. As always, if you can go on, rate, review, give the show a rating, like, subscribe, do whatever it is, wherever you listen to it, it would greatly benefit the show and helps us out a lot. I really appreciate it. I love spending time with you. So thanks for jumping on and we'll see you on the next episode. Surprisingly, most of the agents we speak with got into real estate hoping to gain passive income and become work optional. However, only one in five ever start investing. Most are simply too afraid to start. Once you get educated by listening to this show, you'll be able to overcome that fear and become the one in five who are finding financial freedom. Don't miss a single episode. If you want to stay up to date, the best way is to make sure you're subscribed. So if you haven't done that, go ahead and do it now. And we'll catch you on the next episode.